It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything is going well for you today, sir. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, pretty good weekend. I, uh, well, you know, we got, well, I think we got the remnants of, uh, you know, the hurricane yeah. here. And so it was kind of a raw, rainy, especially on Sunday day. Yep. So, you know, you get that, uh, that fall chill that's going on. I mean, pretty looking at the leaves change and everything like that, but it was, uh, Got a little bite to the uh, the wind there there yesterday, and I was doing those football games. So yeah, we got a decent amount of uh, rain here too, and yeah. uh, we should point out that Bill and I aren't in the same studio. So uh, when we talk we're not. about yeah, no, we're not. Who's that guy over there then? I know. It modern technology does amazing things, doesn't it? It's it's yeah, it's, it does. Well, you've been on the road before when we've done this show, and nobody knew the better. And I've been on the road, and nobody knew the better. Sometimes we don't know the better, but <laughs> that's the truth. It's a whole uh, different thing. A lot of things to talk about today. I think the biggest story, people will say the biggest story is Florida, mm. and that is a big story. It is a big story, and it should be the biggest story out there, but it is. No, the biggest story, I think, is is what's happening in the Ukraine, what's happening with Russia, uh, and our response, our administration's response to all of this, mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised, Bill, at the uh, at the way Congress seems to have unified and come together in a bipartisan way to support what's happening in the Ukraine, no matter what the outcome, no matter what uh, the final result is. Sometimes I feel like we're looking down the barrel of a gun. And instead of trying to talk the person with the gun down, we're edging them on. Well, I think we are. And there's money to be gained for the politicians. It used to be, look, when you apply for a job, you do it for one reason, for personal gain. It used to be that when somebody ran for po- a, a political office, they were there to to help out their community mm-hmm. and, and do things positive for their community and their nation as a whole. But now... It is a job. Yes, we pay them, but we actually don't pay them the big bucks, and we think we do, but actually they get it from nefarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nefarious <laughs> people yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is really sad because we accept it. We don't even question it anymore. You would think that if you said, okay, I'm going to pay this guy uh, $150,000 a year. That's how much he's going to get paid for the job. And I expect him to be my representative. You would think that's what he would make for a living, but no, these guys make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars from the position that they have. And ever wonder why someone will spend two or $3 million to run for an office that pays $200,000 a year? I mean, is that good business sense? Would you do that? Well, no, but that's what happens. And you know what? We actually know this. We've seen it play out in movies before. We know that there is dark money out there. We know that there's corporations. And we know that these guys are actually marching to a different drum. We know it. We've seen it in movies. It's written in scripts. But we, as a people, ignore it. Yeah hoping for the better and it's just gotten worse and worse and now we're where we are today and it's not a pretty place and you wondered about well you know we have that nuclear stockpile what the hell's going to go on with it nothing well we have guys like lindsey graham and richard blumenthal senators both 
standing side by side. One's a Democrat, one's a Republican, but they're on the stage side by side saying, no matter what, we should be supporting the Ukraine. No matter what, we should. Why? Well, well, that's just it, Bill. Nobody's asking the question why. Why? Well, you are. I want to know why do we... Give me, give me a detailed list. They say besides all the little heartstrings. They say it's to protect the world from the aggression, the aggressor, the big bad Russians. But I don't think we're getting the true story about what's happening. Why no. the Russians are doing what they're doing now? Everybody seems to say, well, it, it was wrong that the Russians went into the Ukraine, and maybe it was. But I don't know whether I trust the news to give us the straight scoop anymore. I don't know whether they're telling us the truth. I mean, look, look around. What have they done in the past two years? Never mind the past seven years, but the past two years that has been totally honest. I mean, we're told one thing about the Afghan war and you know, with your own eyes that something else is going on. I mean, why did Biden just pull everything out of Afghanistan as quickly as he did. In my estimation, in my opinion, it was because he knew then he was going to be putting all of his efforts in the Ukraine. It wasn't even on the horizon to us then, but they knew something was going to happen in the Ukraine. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, you know, we mentioned something a while back about Biden and the build back better and that slogan and everything. And I think it was you or I made the comment, well, to build back better, you got to tear it down. It's funny. I saw a viral video over the weekend where this guy, I guess he's a trucker or something like that. And he's big voice going, you know, I got, I woke up last night and I was sick. And what he was sick about is he said, you know, I realized nice slogan, build back better. But when you break it down, the only way you can build back better is if you break it and you tear it down first. So the, when what are they building back better, and how is it better? Better for who? Yeah. Well, it's not better for us. I liked where we were when Trump was in, low gas prices, things were going in the right direction. North Korea, now they're making fun of that over the, the weekend. They say, well, they, they published letters from Trump to uh, Kim Jong-un and, and all mm-hmm. of that, and back and forth. And... You know, Kim actually was very taken in awe by Trump. Yeah. Almost to the point to where he worshipped him. And you're going, oh, that's terrible. Well, you know what? You know, Trump had him at bay. Yeah. Kim can give two flips about Biden. No, I agree. They were actually, Trump says even now, they were friendly. Yeah. They got along. And is it better for the leader of your country to get along with his en- your enemies, or is it better for them to be adversarial? I would submit it's better that your leader gets along, you well, know, you know, for the sake of the old, world. You know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yeah. You know, yep. and uh, that's what Trump was doing. But, you know, according to the left, because they're not in power and they're not getting their way, they've got to sit there. And make Trump bad, bad Trump, bad. And you know, Bill, I never thought in my life I would ever see again our country this close to nuclear war. In 1962, when I was uh, a little kid, I can remember one weekend, and it was a weekend. It was like Friday, 
Uh, we wouldn't know till Monday whether we were going to be at nuclear war. It, it, it was the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I can remember thinking, this could be it. I, I could be gone at 13 years of age. Tell you what scary, is scary. Most people don't realize this. Uh, when it comes to nuclear war and, and, you know, firing the things, and you always saw the guys in the silo, they were arm's length, but they couldn't touch each other. But they each had guns because they both had to turn the key simultaneously to launch the missiles. Uh, I don't know if that was true or not, but the point is, is we had the least fail-safes on the launch of our missiles. Russia actually had more in place than we do. But from what I understand now, there's really not a fail-safe, uh, a, a, a fail-safe system in place in both countries, uh, which that in, in and of itself puts us even closer to nuclear annihilation. You I know, heard they just, these the Russians just launched. They have, I didn't realize this till I heard it this morning. The Russians have a super submarine. Yeah, I told you that. It's a huge submarine. Well, it sets sail. Uh, it's, it's in the ocean right now. They don't know where it is. You won't know where it is. Yeah. This super submarine, not only does it have the ability to launch missiles and devastating hypers, hypersonic, they also can launch torpedoes and drones. They have a drone yeah. on this submarine that mm -hmm. if they send this drone out and it explodes, it can set off a nuclear tsunami. Mm -hmm. A nuclear tsunami. Meaning if they wanted to flood the, the east coast of the U.S. or a portion of and also radiate it, you yeah, know, they could target. They, it. they could target one place and take it out. Exactly. Yeah, they. You know, they may not have money, and the uh, Nordic Stream might have cut off their their means to getting money. You know, mm -hmm. blowing it up. But be careful when you spite at the devil. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're the devil, you're. You know, be careful what you wish for. You know, you so you all. You know, you back an animal into the corner. That's when they become the most ferocious. Mm -hmm. And if you back Russia into a corner, they're going to become the most ferocious. And we right. seem to be doing that right now. I want to play for you uh, on, on Friday. Will Kane was on Fox and he had as a guest Colonel Doug McGregor. And uh, he's one of my favorites. He, he really gives an objective evaluation of what's going on over there in the Ukraine. And here's what he said. Let's help right. answer that question. Let's ask Colonel Doug McGregor, a retired U.S. Army colonel, and he joins us now. Colonel, great to see you this evening. Just a whirlwind, whiplash of news today when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. What should we make of it? Well, not uh, quite what uh, Senator Graham had to say, or for that matter, Sen uh, President Biden. The destruction of the pipeline was clearly not executed by Russia. No one believes that. In fact, the German population has been polled and overwhelmingly uh, is opposed to the notion of any war with Russia and dismisses out of hand the notion that the Russians are responsible for the pipeline. I think three things are, are what we're dealing with right now. First of all, Putin has decided that no one in Washington will negotiate with him, and he knows that Washington is ultimately in control. And so he's decided that in response, he's got to escalate the military operation. People aren't aware of it in the West, but the Russian forces in Ukraine have always been outnumbered from the day they entered Ukraine. That's going to change rather dramatically, and I suspect the bombers that she referred to, who carry both conventional or 
Nuclear weapons will have conventional arms, and those bombers are probably going to be used in the escalation that we're about to witness in Ukraine. And I think he's going to settle this dispute in Ukraine on terms that uh, are acceptable to Russia that we may not like. But other than Poland, no one in NATO is interested in going to war with Russia. If we persist on this line, we will see NATO dis dissolve and fragment. Because they will assume, you're saying they will not follow Poland's lead, not stand together. I assume that's what you're saying, Colonel? Of course, absolutely. No one wants to go to war with Russia other than the Poles and the, a few people in Washington, D.C. Well, that will be the key. That will be the key, whether or not if the world will not follow the Poland into war with Russia, will in fact the leaders of the United States of America push the world into war with Russia. Colonel Doug McGregor, always great to hear from you. Thank you so much. It is absolutely amazing when you hear that, that only a handful of people uh, want to go to war, but there are some in D.C. who want to go to war. There are, there are some that really, I think one of them, by the way, is, is Lindsey Graham. I got to play for you this. This is, uh, Hill this is on Tucker's show. Uh, he, he had Hillary Clinton and he had a spokesperson for the Pentagon. When you listen to the spokesperson for the Pentagon, imagine it being a five-year-old kid talking about his new toys, okay? Because that's what this grown man, a retired general, kind of looked like when he was talking about all the gadgets they could they could use and, and bring to uh, the, the war in the Ukraine. We go on the offensive. We take the fight to them. And that's the position of Washington on a bipartisan level. And it's particularly the position of people who believe falsely, speaking of election-related conspiracy theories, that Vladimir Putin stole the 2016 election. And no one believes that lunacy more fervently than the lady who lost. Here she is. They're getting the weapons they need to defend themselves, and they're now on offense. And I think we have to keep supporting them, helping them. They were attacked by an unprovoked uh, act of war, and they've held out and they've done better than anybody could have predicted. And Zelensky has been a true wartime leader. I'm so impressed with him. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the United States should stand with them. So if you're one of the millions of good-hearted Republicans who, when this broke out in February, thought, well, this is awful. You shouldn't invade a sovereign country. And of course, we agreed with that. We should stand with Ukraine. You may feel a little fooled at this point because what you're watching is classic mission creep. We arrived for one purpose and we extend the stay for an entirely different purpose that you didn't sign up for and that will absolutely hurt the United States long term. So when Hillary Clinton says we're going to stand with Zelensky as he goes on the offensive, that does not mean expelling Russian troops from his country, which everyone would agree with. That means toppling Vladimir Putin and creating a black hole in the center of Eastern Europe, the place where Asia meets Europe, in a country with some of the biggest energy reserves on the planet and the largest nuclear arsenal. Ooh, how's that going to work out? Well, let's listen to the Pentagon spokesman. They're going on television to explain. What we need to do is instead we just need to reverse it. We say, ah, fall in. And we haven't done that. For example, we haven't given the, the Ukrainian systems like the Atakums missile, mm -hmm. which can reach all of Crimea. It's a 200-mile range. 500-pound warhead. 300-bomb 300, 300 it. It really can put the Russians at threat. But we haven't done that. And I think we should put him at threat. Until he really believes that we're seriously going after him, he's going to continue to make these threats. 
So again, anybody who had a hand in, say, like the last five wars that diminished American power, killed Americans, made us poorer, hurt the United States long term in very real ways, anyone who participated in any of that should probably bow out of the conversation about the latest war. For the same reason that you wouldn't say take financial advice from someone who had gone bankrupt or go to marriage counseling with someone who's been divorced three times because they've demonstrably failed in their area of so-called expertise. And that would include virtually everyone you hear talking about this stuff. He's going to continue making these threats, meaning Putin. So those are apparently the only threats that we object to. If Ukraine wants us to launch a preemptive nuclear strike on their behalf, that's totally fine. This is complete craziness. This is a, quote, strategy that could very easily bring the total destruction of the West, and soon. And maybe that's the point. So you'd like to think that our government would have a logical, clear-headed uh, response to what's going on in the Ukraine, you know, but... Here's Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State at the UN. President Putin picked this week, as most of the world gathers at the United Nations, to add fuel to the fire that he started, shows his utter contempt for the UN Charter, for the General Assembly, and for this Council. The very international order that we have gathered here to uphold is being shredded before our eyes. We cannot, we will not, allow President Putin to get away with it. Every council member should send a clear message that these reckless nuclear threats must stop immediately. Like my friend Bill here just asked, nobody is asking, why? Is it going to make your life better? No, it's not going to make your life better. As a matter of fact, it may change your life forever. Tucker pointed out that Russia has a lot of resources. They do. And so us taking them out, if that's our ploy, we have a lot of resources here. You know, is it that we want what they got? And so we're going to use Ukraine as the can opener to take them out? No one is asking the question, if you get rid of Putin, who replaces him? Nope, they don't ask that. And, you know, you mentioned that sub, the new sub they got. What is it? The uh, Project uh, 636.3, which has been known as mm -hmm. they've taken delivery of that sub. Mm -hmm. it, it can launch nuclear habit all by itself, yeah. and it's not the only one. Hypersonic missiles from the sub. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just reading about it. It's, so so what, is it, our, what is our representatives and senators think? Well, Lindsey Graham urges Biden to treat attacks on Ukraine as attacks on NATO, even though they're not a member. But last Friday, Zelensky put through an expedited request to become a member of NATO. I mean, he didn't want to wait around for the normal processing. Enough is enough. Make us a NATO member. What does that do to us? That means that if the Ukraine is attacked as a NATO member, we have to, a responsibility, mind you, we have to back them up. But that also tells me the Ukraine is not as do doing as well in this war as our media would tell us they are. Because to say, we've got to have an emergency meeting, we've got to be let in, that's an act of desperation. Hey, last Thursday, a last Thursday a Zelensky said, you know, you should nuke the Russians. We should nuke the Russians. And he didn't, you know, he doesn't talk, by the way, if you listen to, to, to uh, Zelensky, He's not the calm statesman anymore. If you kind of listen to him talk, he's a bit demanding. 
you know, we're getting tired of this and we need to do that, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, pal, you've got $67 billion of our money that you don't have to account for, by the way. It's just given to you in big baskets and we don't know where it goes. I mean, it seems to be the democratic way just to drop a bunch of money on their tarmac. And by the way, Bill, we have a huge disaster in Florida right now. Yeah, that money could go there. Look at all the people that are suffering. But no, well, now, you know, you've got Kamala saying, we need to do, you know, are we going to do equality or equity distribution of aid? And basically what she wants, oh yeah, she wants to tilt uh, the apple cart in favor of certain people and forget about the fact that, well, you can absorb the loss. This lady, either she is a smart person, but a bad politician, or she's just as dumb as a box of rocks. She went to the DMZ between North and South Korea last week. she got it screwed up. Yeah, and she told about, she told the world how glad she was. For, for the long-term friendly relationship that they had with North Korea. <laughs> well, you know what? She's in it for personal gain. And what that tells me is she is not for one time in her life for anything she's done, even out in California, has done her damn homework. She has no clue about anything. It's what's in it for her. She used to she's be the borders are, but she doesn't give a damn about she, it. She used to be, uh, and this is not something I'm making up. You can check on it yourself. She used to uh, date Montel Williams, the TV celebrity. Mm-hmm. They got pictures of hit Montel Williams with two girls on his arms. One of them is her. And then she used to, uh, I guess it's common knowledge. She was, um, I can't think of the gentleman's name. He was the mayor of Brown. San Francisco. Willie Willie Brown. Brown. Yeah. Willie Brown's a girlfriend while Willie Brown was married, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I only mentioned that because she's an opportunist. She's an opportunist. Nord Stream. Now they're pointing fingers at the Ukraine. They're saying the Ukraine blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. I don't think the Ukraine has a Navy. Even in the story that I'm reading, it says that, uh, the Ukraine tried to rent a boat. This is what I'm saying from in Sweden. Uh, I guess it was last summer. It says an article from the English language edition of German left wing Der Spiegel uh, claims the U.S. Secret Service tapped the Russians and learned they had expressed the suspicion that Kiev was planning an attack on the pipelines. The Ukrainians are said to have tried to rent a boat in Sweden for that purpose. I'm, well, but they, what, okay, they get a boat and they go out to the pipeline. Do they have any divers in the Ukraine? I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I, I doubt it. Maybe they do. I don't know. But you have to go down there with a mess of explosive and you have to rig it so it's going to uh, explode from a ro- remote location. You can't just, unless it's a suicide, suicide divers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what, yeah, bring, though, this, but... bring this bomb down, and here's a hammer. No, well, that if was... the Ukraine did it, uh, do they have an ally that helped them? Uh, you would think. You would think. Oh, no. Who in the hell would help them? Um, do something like that. I don't know. You know, if, I, I can't see all of the NATO countries wanting to uh, to let the Ukraine become a member. Do you? No, I don't see that. And that, you know, the, w- there wouldn't be this war that's going on there 
had, because all Russia wanted, they didn't want to have NATO on their doorstep. Right. And I get that, whether you agree with it or not, they're saying, we don't want that. And then here comes Zelensky, because Hillary likes, well, you know, she was the mastermind of uh, what, Benghazi, so she knows what she's doing. Oh, absolutely. She's got a handle on it, yeah. Yeah, Um, she really does, so. I have two cuts I want to play for you. Both both of them are Putin, and you're going to hear a translator. The first one, the longer one, is about a minute long. Listen carefully. But he talks about, and this is to his own people, why we're in the situation we're in, meaning mm-hmm. the war in the Ukraine. And he talks about, do you want your kids to be to accept transgenderism? You know, essentially, do you want to make what has been traditionally wrong right? You know, that because that's what the West is doing. And at the very end of it, the translator says, it is blatant satanism. What he is saying is blatant Satanism. I want to play that for you, and then we're going to play another cut right. from here. Listen. Do we really want to have in our schools, starting from elementary school, do we want our kids to be imposed to the pervert values that lead to degradation and extinction? Do we want them to impose this understanding that instead of males and females, there is some genders? And do we really want them to go through gender change? Do we really want it for our children? It is unacceptable for us because we have the future of our own, which is different. And the Western elites, they are working against all the communities, against the peoples of the Western countries as well. It is against everyone. They want to bring back all the traditional values, traditional faith, and it's like the religion upside down. Looks like blatant Satanism. It's blatant Satanism. Blatant Satanism. Well, you know, he's right, because they're just saying we want our traditional values. Uh, There's no denying that we we have divided our country into so many different tribes, and even the sexual gender tribes, and I'm not picking on anybody, but I'm just saying... Mm -hmm. Why did we do this? To what point do where where do we go with all of this? Well, you know, where are we going with what all it's of this? caused is an incredible amount of internal strife, division, anger. That's, and that's the real reason that we're doing it. Exactly. So, you know, if you're transgender, you're a, a he, she, or a she, he, or whatever you know you identify as, you know, great for you. But you know what? You're a pawn a pawn yeah. in a big game, and you are going to lose along with all of us. Hey, So wake up, smell the roses, and let's get together and get rid of this crap. You can go on with your life. You if know? you can keep us fighting with each other, we won't be paying attention to what they're doing to us. Okay? I mean, if you're fighting about uh, transgenderism and fighting about uh, Black Lives Matter, and if you're burning things down and you're doing all of these things... You're not watching what's happening on the big screen. The, what's really going on in the world is going to have a, an incredible effect on you. I mean, people still don't really know what's happening in the Ukraine. I'm talking about the average American. They right. don't know. I don't know. I think Soros is still fighting World War II and everything else. But he figured out you can't destroy us from the outside, so let's do it from the inside. And doing a damn good job. You know, the so. thing is... I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Biden family and a lot of other people in the United States have made millions of dollars in the Ukraine, uh, and they've done it. Oh, absolutely! In a corrupt way, 
Yeah, Hunter was the tool of Joe, you know, the big guy, you know, so there, there's been millions, if not billions of dollars. Another thing that Putin said, and this time it wasn't directed to his people, it was directed at you and me, and the translation is much cleaner. This is Putin talking Let's about uh, talking about what he'll do if we don't uh, pay attention to him. I want to remind you that our country also has various means of destruction and for separate components and more modern than those of NATO countries. And when the territorial integrity of our country is threatened to protect Russia and our people, we will certainly use all means at our disposal. It's not a bluff. It's not a bluff. <laughs> territorial integrity. There, See, that gets back to the NATO thing right there. He just doesn't want him at the doorstep which I understand that, mm -hmm. and I don't think the alliance is all that strong, and we're probably going to break up that alliance. And then when that alliance gets broken up, you know, all bets are off on everything. And you know what? The world is at chaos right now. What we're going through, a lot of uh, Look at uh, Great Britain, all of Europe. He just annexed four provinces that yeah. were in the Ukraine, technically, before the start of this uh, this war, but they were part of the Soviet Union for years, for decades. Mm -hmm. And what Putin said was these people in these provinces wanted to be a part of Russia, not a part of the Ukraine. It was more beneficial to them. That's where their ancestry was from. It was from Russia, not the Ukraine. And if you look at it, that's, that's probably the case. These people historically were Russian, not Ukrainian. But the world is telling you, the world is telling you that it was an overstep on the part of Russia, that they had no business going in and taking those four provinces. I heard somebody say, and the world is not recognizing the annexation of those four provinces by Russia. Well, does that really make a difference? Russia has said it's part of their country. Right. And they've said that if you invade that those four provinces, you are invading Russia. And if you invade Russia, well, you heard what he was prepared to do, and he wasn't bluffing. Are you prepared to go to nuclear war for four provinces that you can't find on a map that were part of Russia 20 years ago? I don't know. I, I'm not, but then again, too, you know, I look at our own backyard here and, uh, you know, the same thing could happen here. What would happen if um, Wyoming goes, you know what, we don't want to be a part of the union anymore? What you just said, though, well, no, that's interesting, but I, I think there are differences. No, I, there I, are. You know, but I, but don't, you can't shrug that off. There are people in California who've talked about seceding from the United States when Trump was president because they didn't like Trump. Texas wanted to do it from Obama. Yeah. You know, uh, and then, you you know, uh, Alaska wasn't hey, always. We, we fought a whole civil war over secession. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, we're, we're really, we're, we're, we're dabbling into something that we probably just ought to dabble All out right. of, you know, we also have to ask the question, how much, how much truth have we gotten from this administration as a people? Zero. Zero. Since they've been in office, it has been one constant lie after another, another lie. 
you may not like Trump, okay? But I, you kind of knew where he stood and everything. And what you saw was what you got. With these guys, it's n- never what they say it is. They're telling us to our face, and I've heard this and we've played the cuts. They said, hey, the border is safe and secure. But you look at pictures, and there are thousands of people swimming across. You would think it's a wading pool, the Rio Grande River. It's right. filled with immigrants. And you don't, you don't know who they are. You don't know where they're taking them. They come into every neighborhood in the country. They're dropping them off on airplanes in uh, Westchester County, New York, in parts of Pennsylvania. I would imagine there are some in, in your area of, of PA, and I know there are some in my Absolutely. area. But we don't know yeah. where. And you know what? There's a lot of attacks on the increase of just random attacks on population where somebody will just come up out of nowhere and beat you up. And then when they find out this guy is a convicted, uh, you know, criminal that uh, is here. Well, I was going to say illegally, but that's improper because uh, they're seeking asylum and, you know, they want to grant them certain immunity. Uh, Biden does if he hasn't done it already. I don't know. It's, it's crazy what we're doing. I know. I know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Nothing makes a lot of sense right now in this country. I mean, when you have Lindsey Graham, who is constantly going on television and saying he's a, a real conservative, he's just like us. He's telling us on Hannity's show about how important it is to, uh, uh, to follow President Trump. And then he goes on, on stage with Blumenthal and he says, we should go in and, and be prepared to, uh, to fight uh, whatever it takes to win in the Ukraine. Why? Yeah. Again, it goes back to the question you ask. Why? What is well, it? That's what how I does that benefit know. us? I mean, do well, we get a benefit out of the Ukraine at all? Ever? Never. Nothing. None that I know of. Look, okay, let, let's. What are the positive things that we know about the Ukraine? I hear crickets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are the negative things before this all started that we know about the Ukraine? Uh, corruption. Big time corruption in the government in the Ukraine. Uh, child trafficking. Oh, child trafficking, drugs, uh, making uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, viruses at uh, bio labs all over. Bio labs all yeah. over the border. By the way, those bio labs were in those provinces that the Russians just annexed. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so any of our biotechnology that was there that we didn't have there, but then we did admit that well we did have a hand in it. Any of our Dr. Frankenstein research that we had going on there, well, Russia now has. Mm, yep. Uh, and that's why they don't want to acknowledge those provinces as being Russian, because if they're Russian, they can't go in and retrieve that stuff from those bio labs. There's probably a lot going on there. Hunter was a big player in this. I think there's a movie, My Son Hunter Out. I don't know if it's there is. bad. There is. And, uh, yeah. you know, that goes into all of this. But again, I haven't seen it. I just saw that, oh, it's out there, which I'm really surprised that, uh, you know, but I think people, I'm hoping, I, I can't say I think, but I'm hoping that people are waking up mm. to what's really going on and the lies that are being told to us. And it's, it, you know, they're not even hiding behind the curtain anymore. You know, they're doing things, but telling us what we see is not, 
to be believed. It's that uh, it's not really happening. So he pulls out of the Afghan war unceremoniously, just boom, we're out of it. And, uh, embarrassingly, actually, he just yanks us out of that war, leaves behind, uh, Americans and, uh, some of our finest, uh, get killed in the process. Uh, that happens right off the bat. No sooner he's like in office, what five months when that happens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then he decides to yank, uh, the border patrols down and, and allow the people to come in our Southern border. They're pouring in every day. Like it's a, a waterfall of, of immigrants coming into our country and he's doing nothing about it except say that it's not, uh, a, not an insecure border that we have security and everything is fine. He lies to you, you know, maybe to the American citizen who isn't paying attention to politics, who's watching his favorite uh, football team and is into sports and just doesn't care about politics. Maybe they can accept that on the surface. Like, oh, the president says it's protected. I'm fine with that. But boy, if you just open your eyes for a second and look around, you know, it's all nonsense. It's all a lie in, and it's Everything, one, huh? one lie after the bill, the hurricane in Florida, uh, it's going to cost billions of dollars to repair that beautiful state and to bring those people back to where they were before the hurricane. I haven't heard anybody say, let's defer that money from the Ukraine to, to Florida. That's important. No, the only thing you've heard is Kamala coming in and saying, well, you know, we have to do inequality. I think it was equality of. You know, or equity. However, you know, when you take the two words, they seem similar, but they're using it as a devices thing. And they're taking the tree and tilting it one particular direction. So all the fruit falls in, you know, the basket that they wanted to fall in. Now, here's the sad part is with, you know, Ian Gone, it, the, there's another hurricane brewing. Now, they're already saying, oh, well, this one is going to go in and be just as bad and hit Mexico. Yeah. So oh, is that going to be the reason that we got to help these people across the border and send aid there and screw Florida? So much doesn't make sense. So much does not make sense. And you, you wonder, is it ever going to stop? Where is this all leading to? Is there an endpoint that we can't see as a, as a public, you know, do they have a plan in Washington to, to go to nuclear war? Is it, to, do they feel it's beneficial to them to have a nuclear conflagration, clear-minded, honest people would have said long ago, enough is enough. We're not in this to go to nuclear war. We're in this to protect our people. But we don't have clear-minded people. We have sinister actors in D.C. who are doing their best to destroy this beautiful country and to hurt your family and mine. And they don't give a damn about us. Well, the one thing I got to believe, they're either prepping us for war through their controlled news media saying, how big is a nuclear blast? What do you need to have to prepare? This is all stuff you see today on the yeah. Internet, and that's prepping you for war. Or is this all an illusion and it's a scare tastic, uh, tactic? They're scaring us into something or into a direction. They're herding the cattle, and we are the cattle. Uh, one thing I know for sure, we have not a clue what they're trying to do. I can't imagine there's any intelligent and uh, and good reason for what they're doing. You know, I keep thinking about the people at the World Economic Forum. 
they've said that they think that we need to bring the population in the world down uh, significantly to 500 million people. As opposed, and think about that for a second. We're a country of 300 million, 350 million alone right now. The whole world that'd like to have 550 million people. Why? Let's think about this now. Uh, you could have your, your fuel combustion engines because at that level, there wouldn't be enough harm. It would dissipate in time. You wouldn't really need the nuclear stuff, which lasts forever. Uh, electric cars, which still haven't been really brought to fruition yet, and they leave a bad waste trail for a long, long time. How would you like to have had an electric car in Florida, in Fort Myers? It's gone. It's done. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, it would have shorted out, and the sparks would have went up your rear end. Let's, your let's, tailpipe. let's say you have... Let's say you have a whole string of charging stations in Fort Myers right now. Good luck with that. You know, it was flooded. You think salt water works well with uh, electric charging stations? And all those cars mm -hmm. become huge paperweights. Well, if they got lithium batteries, I wouldn't get near the damn car because you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I'm surprised that hasn't even been brought into it yet and they may have but they just don't want to talk about it because that kills their green agenda and batteries are not green my friend i'm telling you that right now so if they had a nuclear war and they got rid of uh 60 of our population what's really going to be left of our country and how much of it will be usable i mean if there is a major nuclear war and we're involved and we have cities like new york gone philadelphia gone washington dc gone uh, Pittsburgh, PA, Cleveland, Ohio. What becomes of the rest of the, the of the world? I mean, we will have radiation fallout traveling all around to places in the most remote locations. Um, well, I think we're playing a chess game, and I think the nuclear option is the stupid option if you want to reduce the population. But, you know, if you back somebody into the corner, they probably will use the nuclear option, and then all bets are off for everybody. If you want to get rid of society... You're going to have to find another way because you don't want to pollute the land. You know, if you destroy the people and the land that goes with it, what good is the reduction? None. Interesting thing, Bill. Uh, U.S. Army misses recruiting gold. Do you hear this? No. Uh, it says uh, the, the Army fell about 15,000 soldiers or 25% short of the recruitment goal this year, officials confirmed on Friday, despite a frantic effort to uh, make up that gap. They, I guess, had all these different programs trying to encourage people to enlist. Didn't work out, which well, which to me says uh, people are smart. They look around and think, wait a second, if I join I the Army, part of this. Uh, all this woke environment in the services, it's not going to be the Army my father was involved with or the Marines or the Navy that my father was involved in. This is going to be a different a different uh, place to, to to be. They're also saying you have to get a shot. And a lot of kids, they don't want a shot, a vaccine. A lot of kids don't want the vaccine. They're not going to join the military. Well, here we go now. They say that there is no more pandemic, yet they're still doing this shot thing, mm -hmm. which if there is no more pandemic and you sailed through and you're fine, then why do you need the shot? But yet for some things... You are still made and required to get the shot, and that kind of baffles me what that's all about. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. There are countries who are dropping the regulations right now, the requirement. I think Canada just dropped the mandate of getting shots. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Sweden just did too. Uh, but uh, we have uh, in this country, in the military, I think you still have to get the shot. It's mandated. Uh, all this stuff is happening in the world. Uh, our fearless leader is at a, a function uh, in D.C. on Saturday night, and he's a keynote speaker, which must be an exciting evening. I mean, wouldn't you like nothing better than to sit in a crowd and have Joe Biden speak to you in the dynamic way that he does, you know, he does speak? I mean, I would find it interesting to hear Joe say this. I know I'm being banged up by the Republicans, but come bring it on. Yeah. I know I'm being banged up by the Republicans, but bring it on. That's right, because I'm popcorn and yeah. I can I can <laughs> I can snap crackle or yeah. pop you anytime. That's true. I'll take him out back behind the, the woodshed. He well, you know, he's always since he's first started running and now He's always wanting to fight. He's all mouth, this guy. He's all butt. He's dangerous. He's dangerous because he's the president. This guy has this senile guy. This guy who has problems with his thinking is the guy who also uh, has control of the nuclear football. Yes, he does. And that's a very scary thought right there. If you missed it, and I was going to have a bunch, a bunch of audio from him, but I just didn't get time to do it. Uh, the president spoke in Michigan. Uh, I say the president. The former president spoke in Michigan on Saturday night, and the place was packed. Uh, the media right. is trying to make it sound. What did, they, what did you hear them say? Oh, people were leaving early. No, oh, yeah, no, they no, said no. within 10 minutes uh, people were going out by droves, but I didn't see that in the no. footage I saw. Now, with the story that they printed, they didn't show pictures of, these, of that. They showed, well, this was the convention center, well before the rally, you know, there were people gathering up and I'm like going, okay, so where is your proof? They always like the left always go, where's your proof? Well, where's your proof? Hey, I, I saw pictures of this thing. I was watching the, uh, the rally. It was packed to the rafters. Unlike other, uh, rallies he's had, there were occasional shots of the crowd responding to what he was saying. And there was nobody leaving. They're attacking Trump every way that they can. They're trying, they've been trying to destroy the base or get us to believe that, oh, maybe we need to jump off the ship. And that's what this is all about. They're, they're attack, they're attacking on the, with the January 6th committee. Although there's reports in a book out that Schiff lied during the uh, impeachment stuff that he didn't meet with somebody secretly. And he did. So if he lied about that, what did he lie about in the January 6th committee? And there's, even evidence now that there's been, well, there's been a lot of evidence that this is all just fake. And now they're coming back with uh, more stuff uh, than the National Archives, which, you know, is just a back and forth war. But they're going, well, there's even more boxes missing. If you really, if you so find, you don't have a good accounting there either. You don't know what the hell you have. If you find out that there were people in our government who were actively participating in this lie this this br attempted bring down of the Trump administration, if they were consciously making stuff up to bring him down, isn't that treason? Yes, it is. And I was just going to say they should be tried, just like, you know, we talked before the show. Now, I think that, you know, they're already the, the, the left is already saying, well, you know, in all these uh, all these elections here that they've had leading up to the midterms and these Republicans winning, they stole those elections. 
Really? Well, you guys would know about stealing stuff, wouldn't you? No, they didn't steal the election. They wanted, you know, but you know, you guys did master the craft on stealing, but what happens if they don't steal it here in the midterms or they get caught, mm -hmm. what are they going to do before they get out of office? I believe oh. they've already telegraphed that. I heard a Republican congressman said it's going to be uh, it's going to be a field day for the uh, Democrats as far as going out and trying to get every dollar they can out of our government while they still have the power. In that while they still got our credit card, yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly. They're going right. to spend, spend, spend like you know, yeah. Well, I'm not even going to use that analogy, but they're going to spend everything they can, and to me. If they do that, of course, I guess they're legally entitled to do it. But I would say we go after them when they get out and we take over. We bring them all back in. And we start prosecuting because that's what they love to do, prosecute. So if you like to prosecute, you're going to love being prosecuted. I think you'll dig it, man. You know, hey. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene was at the, uh, at the rally on Saturday night, and she spoke. She said a couple of interesting things. Listen. But the real person that must be held accountable for January 6th is the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really struck a chord with a lot of people was this comment here. I'm not going to mince words with you all. Democrats want Republicans dead. And they've already started the killings. An 18-year-old boy was run down by a Democrat driver who confessed. Yep, that's true. You heard yep. about that last week, the 18-year-old boy who was violently uh, attacked and killed by a guy with a SUV. I mean, and the thing that I never understood about that story was the guy who killed the boy. And mind you, it wasn't an accident. He admitted. That was purposeful. Yeah. He admitted it. Yeah. What happened to him? They let him go on $50,000 bond. $50,000 bond. Well, you'll come back, right? So they so put down 5000 five, Yeah, 5000 10%. And what happens if he doesn't come back? Well, the person that put up the money loses that $5,000. Right. And I guess they can go after the other forty five, which they would not, you know. And if you it, did it, Bill, if you did it to a Democrat, you wouldn't get bond. You wouldn't get bail. No, absolutely if, if, not. You'd be in jail today. And they maybe they'd say you can get out if you, you know, on $5 million bail, you know, but it wouldn't be $50,000. Well, that's because they have judges in place. Speaking of which, you know, there's back in June, the Democrats said, we don't like Clarence Thomas, but we will legally get him out of the office. Well, that's if this can get to the Senate and get passed and they're, they're waiting for the midterms. And I doubt it will. But what they did is they came up with a law. Okay, we're going to change the um, the term limits for uh, being on the Supreme Court. What they want to do is take Clarence Thomas out because of putting the term limits on on re, uh, on all the uh, Supreme Court uh, justices. Well, they also want to take the other two remaining Republican seniors and make them the senior staff that don't have the right to vote anymore. And they're just there in case of an emergency, and then they go into retirement like like Thomas. And that would mean that Joe Biden would get not one, not two, but three replacement picks, and then they have the majority. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Just, uh, well, it, we've it, said a lot of things aren't going to happen, and then they <laughs> that's do. That's true. So. But if that happens, well, 
we do live in a corrupt time. <laughs> I guess anything yeah. could happen, you know? You know, deals are made, you know, hey, come on, man. You know, I know you don't want this, but if you do this, we'll give you this. I mean, Joe Manchin can can testify to the yep. fact that they make deals, and boy, they keep their promises, too. Hey, Ask before Bill. we end, Bill, Cash Patel, you know who Cash Patel is, right? He, yeah. he fired a warning shot. You know, I thought this was fascinating. He said, wait till you see the acts of sexual complicity that the seventh floor of the FBI was engaging in. I'm going to play what? the audio. Listen to this. This is Cash Patel. I don't think you've seen any real damaging information yet. And that's scary, right? Because to me, this is very damaging. But when you put it in perspective, you're going to see so much worse information. One of the other whistleblowers that came forward was on Dan, John, Dan Bongino's show is that he literally said, wait till you see the acts of sexual complicity that the seventh floor at the FBI was engaging during this entire time. And I was the guy that exposed, you know, the Lisa Page, Peter Schrock thing, because I know how that organization at that level with the politi political operatives work. So there's a lot more coming. This is about the FBI and the whistleblowers and the the state of the FBI right now. Uh, they're not the FBI that we used to uh, we used to believe in. They really have become something else. They've morphed into a political arm of one party, but also there's corruption inside. That's what he's saying. There's corruption inside the FBI. There's things happening behind the scenes, sexual uh, impropriety, and uh, I mean, I heard that. I thought, my God. What, what are these people doing in the FBI? The whistleblowers are coming forward. They have We've got a den of iniquity in this dam in D.C. I mean, it, the whole thing is corrupt. Yep. First, it was like 14 whistleblowers. And then I heard 20. Now I've heard many, many more than that. that well, what will uh, become of it? Well, these are the guys who are going after President Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, these are the people who are going in and, and uh, arresting that uh, Christian family, uh, they went and took the, the father uh, into custody last week while his well, as seven kids watched in, in uh, I guess it was in eastern Pennsylvania, not too far from uh, where you are. The FBI are doing things now that we would never have dreamed they would do. They were they were G men when I was a kid. They, you know, he's a G man. You know, it's like yeah, it was like to get you, buddy. I'm a G man. I, I want to be a G man because they are so honest and they have so much integrity and they stand for what is right and what is what is good in our country. They protect us from evil, but that that's not the case anymore. These they, it's been corrupted. Now that being said, most people and I do agree that you have. Uh, a majority of FBI agents who are good guys who do stand for that. It's but there's a corrupt element at the top that has taken control of the the major issues and right. and warped the organization. You know, I would buy that. Yeah, I think you're going to see things happen this week. It's October, right? We talked about this before. The yeah, hunt. the October surprise. Actually, I believe that you're going to see some stuff hitting the fan today and throughout the week. Because I see the wind up and the pitch, you know, so it's it's coming. Yep, the hunt for I hear the hunt for Red October. <laughs> is it going to be uh, that kind of a month? I don't know. I do think that the Ukraine is going to escalate during this month because it may be a political distraction mm -hmm. if they can get your mind off of uh, politics. Maybe they'll have a better chance of squeaking victories by that they wouldn't normally have gotten. You know, will Democrats who 
Are incumbents uh, be able to slip through and win elections they shouldn't win? Or will they be able to steal the elections? Well, you know? see, I, you, a week ago they were saying, oh, everything shifted to the Democrats. But now over the weekend I did hear that uh, the tide has turned back to the Republicans based on things that Biden has said and done. And I think it's all in who you ask at the time you ask. And I think it's down to the fact that most conservative people, I don't say Republicans anymore because they're bad Republican players too, but most people that have true traditional values, whoever you are, mm -hmm. you're, you're just shutting up. You're not saying anything. And, you know, there's the old saying, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick. Yeah. Well, watch out because, you know, there are people of conservative value that might be walking into those booths and are going to whack you one time with that, that ballot hard. And you do need to go if you can vote in person. Yeah, what way. what President Trump said on Saturday was you have to overwhelm the system. It has to be so many people voting that they can't steal it. Although he had 80 million people vote for him in 2020, and he still, quote, lost the election. I mean, how many more do you need to win? Well, yeah, because Joe just had more. But you know what? When you play <laughs> with all the numbers that have been floated out there, they don't add up. They don't add. The math does not work. So, but they, yet I heard somebody say this election is going to be, Oh, Bill Gates. I think, did I mention this on Friday? No, uh, Bill Gates says that it's going to be a, a hung election and uh, we're going to have a civil war. That was a Bill Gates prediction. Well, you know, if you control the elections and you know that you're going to lose that, that would be one way to get the civil war. Does he know and, something you know, that we don't know? Probably, I think this is a setup, you know, and maybe this is how we kill off the population in the United States. You don't know what's going on. And, I, and that, and probably that was something I shouldn't have said, but the point is, you know, you talk about the world health organization saying, well, we need to get the population down to 500,000 worldwide. We want to reduce the population by 60 to 90%. You know, I heard some scientists who did research, uh, they did a study on the people who had died from COVID, mm -hmm. I guess they got cultures and stuff. This is after they were gone, but they had, I guess they keep records and stuff. These guys did a massive study, which you don't hear in the news. And in this study, none of these people had COVID. They died from the flu. Now that's interesting. Now I'll tell you what's even more interesting. I was sitting there going the other day, well, I got to get my flu shot. I got the uh, text from the doctor, uh, you know, call to set up, set up your appointment. I called to set up my appointment Yeah, because I get the flu shot, you know, got it last year sure. and, you know, I've gotten it every year and, uh, oh, well, I don't know why they sent out that text. We haven't had the flu vaccine in quite a while. We can get set up for a COVID vaccine if you want, but we don't have the flu vaccine. I'm going, when are you going to get it? Oh, I don't know. I could put you on a call waiting list. You know, I'm like going. So seriously, you do not have the vaccine, and now you're just saying that it wasn't COVID, it's the damn flu. And these guys sent a request to the CDC for a sample culture of the COVID virus, right? and the CDC said, I'm sorry, we don't have mm -hmm. one. I'm sorry, we, we don't, don't have, have one. one. So... Did we ever have something called COVID or was it a big staged operation? Were the people who were dying from COVID the same people who would have died from 
a bad case of the flu. I'm just saying this is something that. Well, no, I think you're right, because when you look at the numbers, you know, they, they go, oh, the death toll of COVID. And I'm not denying COVID, but I'm saying what you're what you're telling me is that we eradicated the flu and COVID came along to replace it with the death numbers. But now you're telling me that COVID doesn't exist and, and you need and to the get flu your flu is back. shot. Yes. But we don't have the vaccines for it. My question you know, is, what the heck did they stick in my arm back uh, in April of two years ago? You know? Well, I see. I didn't get that vaccine because I'm wondering. And now I'm wondering if I even want to get the damn flu shot. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there going, you know, maybe uh, maybe my, my uh, recent health kick of doing you know, all the natural stuff and vitamins, it might be the, and you know, everything else. But the damage that they have done to our country is immeasurable. I'm talking about the psychological damage it did on the kids. There are some people who to this day are afraid of COVID. I mean, terrified of COVID who still don't travel because of COVID. Okay. So we're afraid of COVID. Now I guess we're going to be made afraid of the flu if that's coming. Uh, we're afraid to go outside because of all the violence that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're afraid that there might be a war. Right. We're afraid that we're going to freeze. We're afraid that we're not going to be able to eat or wipe our butts because there's not going to be anything on the shelves. Right. What else can they scare us with? They'll think of something. Trust me. Oh, the weather. Yeah, we got the weather now that yeah. they. You know. You know. Hey, I mean, listen. It's got to be a ten things, you know. If we're a frightened nation, we're a subservient nation, right? Well, that, yeah, that's what they would say. And you know, listen to us. We're 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 your leaders, and we've never lied to yeah. you before. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah, and I'm looking at a picture of Kamala with her face all, you know, like, would you trust her? Oh well, hey friends, we've done it again. It's our Monday program in the can. We will do it again tomorrow. Not the Monday program. It'll be a different program tomorrow. It'll be well, a Tuesday we might do program. the well, we could do actually the last Friday program. Or we could do the Wednesday show. <laughs> you want to really screw them up? We could invent a new day of the week. That's right. Call it Monday. To Monday. To <laughs> call it Wednesday. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, we need a new uh we need a new uh new letter, so maybe we could do it um um, well, you know, they're changing pronouns. You know, all of a sudden people... Pronouns, yeah. He, he and she, we, we can we can start creating different days. Why not? Sure. Well, he, you know what? There you go. You just got, you got a new day of the week, pronoun day. It's pronoun day. It's pronoun day. Okay, we'll do our pronoun day show tomorrow, yes. There you go. Yes, I'm so excited. Have yourself... What, a, have what yourself, role will you be? Do I call you a he or a she? or Do you have a pronoun for yourself? I have no pronouns. I'm pronounless. Oh, you are? You have I'm to. I'm no noun. You what? You're no noun? I'm no noun. That sounds like something from Star Wars. I'm the unknown. <laughs> the thank, unknown. Thank you, Bill. Have a good day. See you tomorrow. See you.